Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I know it was long, I know it was epic, but I do think we've seen the best Batman movie of all time. We have both watched The Batman. We're just talking about The Batman. Luke hasn't seen it yet. It came out a year ago on like the, I I watched it before last year's revolution. I know, well, my brother went to go see it for his birthday. It was my brother's birthday yesterday, which is also what made uh, made me think about it. But I finally saw it. And it is the best Batman movie I've ever seen in my life. Let's lock that in. That's yeah. three words uh, <laughs> agreed. Yeah. I've only got two two complaints about the movie. Um, and that is, uh, I don't think it's just the worst Riddler design that's ever been committed to comic or movie mm. or TV. I think it's the worst comic book adaptation design in Ooh. the history of cinema. Ooh. I think it is. They should be ashamed of themselves because they looked at the Riddler and was like, "Viscera, that's our that's our inspiration here. Put him in bin bags." And it'd be known that Luke Owen is a Jared Leto Joker apologist. <laughs> you heard it here first. Deranged. <laughs> <laughs> They're always all these DC comic book villains. You're always like, "No, that's the worst costume." Well, it's because I've they ever keep seen. topping themselves every time they do one. It's like, how can we make that one worse than the one we did previously? Yeah. Uh, well, James Gunn's in charge now, but that's not really what we're here to talk about, of course. We're here to talk about another very long thing. Giggity. That's just as good as the Batman. Allos. Hello, Sailor. It's MJF versus Brian Danielson in an Iron Man match. Welcome to the AEW Revolution 2023 review on the WrestleTalk podcast channel. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Lugo and DAD. If you haven't already, press the subscribe button. Give us a thummy up and leave a comment down below with what you thought of this show and send in your Omega chats to WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. And thank you to our wonderful sponsors, Geology. Indeed, we are all, well, certainly in this studio here. Oh my God, my face is so soft. We're just, we're just innocent men. We're just normal men. And like normal, innocent men, we try to take care of ourselves, make sure that we look as good as we possibly can do. But I'm also a bit of a thicko. Oh yeah. And I'm, and I'm rubbish at it. I'm, I can't do it. 
And this is where geology comes in because geology, all you've got to do is just take a very short quiz. You just click our link in the video description down below. Take your quiz and it will curate a skincare routine for you. Am I doing it right? Uh, I think so. I will quickly double check the instructions though. Um, you and I are both fans of The Apprentice. And the, the most recent episode was Men's Skincare. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no green goop in any of these ones. Actually, I can't use the word goop because that would imply consistency. How am I going to start my skin <laughs> journey? Start your skincare <laughs> with geology. Click the link in the video description down below. There are over 6,000 five-star reviews for geology. People love this product. And if you use our code WRESTLE70, you will get... 70% off. 70%? And not only that, but wait, there's more. Listen to this. Geology are giving away exclusive bonuses. 50% off additional skin, hair, and body products of your choice when you add it to your trial. Yes, please. Absolutely. Yeah, this is one of their best offers they've ever done. So there's a link in our video description down below, or there's a QR code, because we're the future. We have QR codes on screen. Pointed it like the WrestleMania sign. I'm Ronda Rousey at the end of that Royal Rumble. Which one was it? I can't remember. 2018. I'm not on Survival Series. Tw yeah, 2018. You lucky wrestling fans being over-delivered on things this weekend. Yep. Transition back into Max versus Brian Danielson. Now, we are not going to be able to cover <laughs> everything that was awesome in this match. Nope. Uh, you have to go and watch it. It is one of the best matches in company history. Uh, what I mean, is it? It's definitely in contention for best match of the year. Oh, easily so, yeah. Absolutely. I guess the only other contender right now is Omega versus Osprey and that Rocky Romero match from Mexico <laughs> that everyone's raving about. Well, that and uh, Team TNA versus the Acclaim for the of tag course, titles. of course, of course, of course. It's a no-brainer. But this was sixty-seven minutes because they were three apiece by the time the timer oh, ran out. So good. So good. And then there was a restart after chance of bull S word. Oh yeah. But it was it was a work. Tony, Everybody knew. Tony sat there backstage, chuckling to himself. <laughs> Just you wait. I'll give you a huge announcement. <laughs> I'll send Tony Schiavone down for this. Tony Schiavone as well, taking out his heads have been like, oh, I can't wait for this. Yeah. Why hasn't anyone got a direct line to Justin Roberts? Because that's what Tony's there for. Tony is the direct okay. line. He's the messenger. Yeah. So Tony goes down there and he tells the Yapper Dapper uh, that this match is going to go into sudden death. And what a tense... I mean, it was already quite a tense, like, final 10 minutes regardless. Well, you, but you know it's because Tony Khan watched Survival Series on Friday with the Intercontinental Champions. Oh, so and that tense Pete versus oh, Adam sudden death. So the actual plan was just for there to be a winner yeah. at the end of the 60 yeah, yeah, minutes. Yeah. But then he saw how good a content we yeah. make yeah. and was like, now there's an idea. Eddie Kingston, who's on great talking terms with everyone, said, hey, Tony, watch this video. Yeah. And he was like, well, let's, let's mimic this. Mm. And, it, and it worked. Mm. Absolutely worked because it went into overtime. And... There was an amazing moment during this overtime. I'm just going to get my notes up here because this is just... Uh, yeah, Tony Khan won't... I love that Tony Khan was the baby face in all of this. Tony Khan will not allow this match to end in a draw. Ray, we I love Tony. <laughs> still booed. Um, MJF cannot believe it. Low blow immediately by MJF for a near fall. But the bit that I absolutely loved was MJF with the title belts 
going to hit like he'd set up because he'd already kicked out of the ring so he went to go and hit him with the belt bryce remsburg catches him with the belt and then says i'd be my guest because mm. i'll dq you <clears throat> and the fall will go yeah. to danielson and then mjf is like oh no now what do i do this i, I mean the literally every five minute period we could do a whole hour long bit on yeah, oh yeah. That's how layered and how many moments there are. My favorite bit in this was Danielson a few moments after that, because MJF also tried to cheat with the diamond ring. Danielson blocks that because I was like, oh no, don't end it like that now. Great counter. Danielson gets him into, I think it was the heel hook actually. Whatever it was, it was a submission. And MJF is just trying to get to the ropes, trying to get there. And he gets on the ropes. He holds the rope. And immediately taps. Yes. Because it was a single leg. It was a single leg. And Danielson, throughout the whole hour preceding it, had been doing his old, I've got till five. I've got till five. I'm not going to break this hold. I've got till five. Max knows he's not going to let go for another five seconds. So to then immediately tap, just, just such good storytelling. Because uh, what I loved about that is, A, it made Danielson let go. Danielson thought he'd won the match. Yes. Because Danielson then started to celebrate <laughs> because he hadn't seen that Max had got the ropes. Then Remsburg is telling you, no, you haven't won. And that Max has stood to the outside, got the oxygen tank that he was being given after oh. the match. So... Uh, uh, it's hard to it's hard, it, it is hard I'm too to, yeah, excited. Because I'm too excited to talk about the other things. And I Colin Farrell as the Penguin <laughs> was unrecognisable. <laughs> But he hits him with the oxygen tank for a superb, mm. like, like, oh, no, not this way. And then he locks in the label lock. And you're like, oh, it's the label lock. That's Danielson's finisher. They do the arm gimmick. One, two. Oh, and I was like, because they'd already said that as a precedent earlier mm. in the evening with Samoa Joe. So I thought that was actually a really nice bit of pacing and producing in the show. And Danielson power up and you're like, Baby Danielson is going to win this. We'd already had an amazing near fall off the knee plus in this sudden death period. And then he just fades again. And he taps. Doesn't even pass out. He taps. That is such a great finish on a night of fantastically booked, decisive finishes. So my favorite, my absolute favorite thing about this match and the thing I thought they told to perfection mm. in this was that Danielson was ready for the hour. Mm -hmm. And the MJF, like, Excalibur, it was reminding me of the Judgment Day 2009 man match where King, you know, not a great commentator by any stretch of the imagination, but was very good at pointing out this is now the longest The Rock has been in a match. This is the longest he's ever wrestled before. What conditioning has he got here? And Excalibur was doing that with MJF. He literally counted down the seconds to be like, this is now officially mm. the longest match Max has ever been in. And Max was constantly going to the outside, rehydrating, like pouring water up himself, and like, oh, that's going for a while. At the end of this match, Danielson's standing up. Danielson's ready to go. Max is being given oxygen. Yeah. He lasted. He lasted the hour, which everyone thought he wouldn't be able to do. But Danielson, it's that hangman page thing all over again. I'm ready to go. I can go again. You ready to go again? But Page is sort of like, you know, a bit unsteady on his feet. Max was out. Max was done. And the stories, and they had a moment during this where Max was really like groggy on his feet. 
Danielson was just ha- having fun with him. Yeah, that was the last three minutes. There was well, a really effective bit where the timer just turns to red for the yeah. last three minutes. So I was like, oh, no! Uh, but yeah, there was a, a yay-boo exchange in strikes, and then they sort of both just collapse on each other. And the camera shows Max's face, and he's like, oh, no, I can't do this anymore. And then it shows Danielson's face, and he's smiling. Yeah, there was amazing. Oh. So good in this. Like, this is about the halfway point of the match. Danielson has MJF in a figure four and Max is like screaming in pain, but he sits up and he's screaming in Danielson's face and slapping him in the face and Danielson's smiling and enjoying himself and all of this. <laughs> and then MJF goes to his back and he's trying to reverse the pressure and Danielson Lynch goes, oh, Max, I'll help you out here. And he <laughs> rolls over for him because he can just roll yeah. over again straight back into the figure four. It was so good. He was schooling him because yeah. Danielson like almost was not affected by the time in this. With the water spot, uh, I thought they were building to something. Because when I... To throw it on a kid. Well, yeah. No, no, it's not tequila. He <laughs> throw tequila on a kid. Sorry, my mistake. It's wildly inappropriate. Apparently, um, uh, there, there were HBK chants at some points because, of course, Sean trained Danielson. There were a few spots that paid homage to Sean Michaels. Skinny and the cat. And MJF even did the pose. Apparently, so there was an HBK chant. Later on with the water, there was an H2O chant. <laughs> <laughs> so when I think of water and hydration and wrestling, I think back to that run of New Japan matches from 2017 to 2019, when they were starting to wrestle for hours at a time. And it became quite dangerous because Shibata hurt his head. It wasn't so much the headbutt, it was that he was dehydrated when he made that headbutt. And that's what gave him a cerebral hematoma, yeah. whatever that thing was. And it ended his career. Well, in New Japan, at least, and but he, he will wrestle at any chance he gets. Yeah, wait, well, you know, it's like a lot of that ended Edge's career. Yeah. That ended Brian Danielson's career. Dot, 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 until they came back. So I, as soon as I saw the water coming out and how Max was hydrating and Danielson wasn't, oh. I thought they were going to go down the route of working over Danielson's head, playing into the concussions, because that was a huge part yeah. of the true. promo from a couple of weeks ago. And then oh, Max had this sick looking move called a muscle bomb is what a or, or it's similar to the the made in japan or something yeah but I, apparently it's called a muscle bomb that variation at least uh but it was just like danielson was driven down onto the back of his head i want to talk about great commentary <coughs> taz in that yeah. moment and like obviously we don't see this but you taz sounds genuinely concerned because it was like oh, i've landed on the back of my head like mm. that and i can tell you from experience it's not good and he's like look watching this angle here he also and they, him and excalibur had like a thing because he like grabbed excalibur when it happens yeah yeah, yeah. and taz was almost like oh, I'm, I'm sorry i grabbed you i just got really worried that it's like oh, you don't need to apologize like that is that's the passion that, mm. that we have here it was a gen a real felt like a genuine moment of commentary of a wrestler watching another wrestler do a move similar to the sort of you know injury that he'd suffered in the past and be like that's so dangerous mm. like that's really scary to to watch and that really puts over the drama of this match because they were both completely fine and completely safe in yeah. what they were doing but just putting over the drama and the intensity of the match. But they didn't actually work over Danielson's head, even Shoulder. though there was a, a sort of second rope tombstone. There was a jumping, a running tombstone jumping tombstone into <laughs> some table debris. So great. I hope Undertaker's pissed off. <laughs> I well, want I'm... Max to troll Undertaker. Yeah, I mean, 
He's not. <laughs> he is. What? Undertaker's... Undertaker. What, watching? Yeah. No, he's not. Oh, he's always... T- you'd see him tweet over the weekend. Oh, well, when he was laughing at the, no one... Well, no, he was laughing at no one was watching this show. Yeah. Because uh, he wasn't. But, um, yeah, so, so I thought they were going ahead direction, but no, the actual story for much longer has been Danielson's shoulder, his arm, Max paying people to take it out, and sort of Max was selling his knee really effectively off those moves that he was doing. Um, but yeah, I thought we were building to a salt of the earth armbar finish. So for Danielson to tap in his own LaBelle lock at the end. Oh, it was storytelling. It's amazing. That was the key to it, right? Because we all in this build up, we were like in oh, salt of the earth, salt of the earth, salt of the earth to end it with the LaBelle lock. I mean, it's great for Danielson that puts over mm. his finish. Yeah. It kind of protects him as well. Massively protects his finish. Puts over MJF as this strategic mastermind because he had multiple ways that he had to beat him then. He could have done it with the salt of the earth, but he added insult to injury by doing it with the LaBelle lock and Danielson tapping out to mm. it as well. Not only did MJF survive the hour with Danielson, he ended up outlasting Danielson. Did he? Ch- well, I guess he cheated. For- so the, the way the falls went, uh, Danielson got the first fall, then Max DQ'd L- himself. Low, low blowed him to get a DQ. Which I love. I love that sort of thing in two out of three falls or this, these matches. Really strategic. And Max immediately got two pins off the back of that. Yeah. Because there were no breaks like you get in a two out of three falls. It was straight into the next fall. Um, and then... Uh, and Max... I, and I, what I loved about that was that's just resetting everything. Mm-hmm. Like in Max's mind, we're now to a, we're now like basically nil nil again. I've yeah. completely nullified the one pinfall you've gotten over me in a very quick succession. Mm-hmm. So I love that. And I loved later on when it was three three. It was at three two. Max was leading. He tapped out to one of Danielson's submissions. Well, it was the regal stretch. The regal stretch, absolutely. It was, it was tapping out to the regal mm. stretch. Remember him? And he tapped out like almost immediately as a way to break the hold. And he could afford to do that because it was just tying things up. Mm-hmm. But then Danielson got him in the move again. He was like, well, now I can't. I can't. I literally at this point now cannot afford to tap out because otherwise that's when I'm at a loss. I'm at a deficit then. And that was just, a, just amazing little moments of that. You could tell, you can see their strategic yeah, plans yeah, and the yeah. moves that they were making throughout the match. So Max, apart from that DQ, which I kind of am going to let slide because he was immediately punished with that. Did he cheat in the well, he, hour? He hit him with the oxygen tank. But that was in the overtime. It was in the overtime. Uh, I think that might have been the only form of actual cheating in the full hour. Yeah, so the story was, you know, you can't go an hour with me. Yeah. And he did. He did. And then Max cheated in the final seven minutes. The other thing I wanted to make mention as well about how... Oh, yeah, also, I liked how Max has definitely been watching his Zack Sabre Jr. tapes. You see him stretching out Danielson. Oh, my God. The, the opening five minutes of this was just this excellent Matt wrestling exchange with different submissions. The crowd just, like, got to their feet. Well, that's the point I was going to make was the crowd. Mm. Um you know, I, I've been making a few comments on, like, I think I even said on the predictions video, I was very interested to see how the crowd was going to react. And I thought what they might do is start off hot and then we'll dip down a little bit, probably dip down for a, quite a, a lot of the match while they just are, you know, because it's an hour long. Yeah. You start When you start knowing a match is going to be an hour long, you don't want to burn yourself out as a fan watching mm-hmm. this. But these two put on an, a masterclass of an hour-long wrestling match that kept this crowd always 
at a fever pitch. And then when they won, they were really like yeah. on their feet applauding multiple times throughout this. There was no lull period in this. There was no, let's kill five minutes here. Mm. Let's do some rest holes. Let's just, you know, take a breather or anything like that. Now, these two went at it for the entire hour. The They did have rest moments, but even that was engaging. It was mostly Max walking around the ring, George Jack character work. It's character work. And I love that. Like that's, Old school Randy Savage would just spend half the match yelling at fans before he got into the ring. Yeah. Uh, and of course, the, the the noteworthy bit is he went into the crowd 10 minutes in, took a lady's drink and just chucked that drink all over a kid. Uh, apparently, reportedly, allegedly, that drink wasn't water. It was tequila. In which case, dear God, you had a... Well, like a pint glass of tequila. Yeah, so there are some conflicting stories. Some people have said it was tequila. Other people have said it was vodka. Either way, someone was drinking a spirit neat. Unless, of yeah. course, it was a vodka tonic. Uh-huh. In which yeah, case, yeah, it, still looks, it still looks clear. It's going to sting the eyes. Well, it is. I mean, you, but it's th- also going to sterilize you. You're throwing a, you know, a spirit over, mm. over a child. Obviously... Max did not know that it was. He just I saw a clear. He, he just saw a clear liquid. <laughs> and was just like, yep, vodka. <laughs> but uh, yet, apparently, by all accounts, going to Sean Ross app, not a plant. Mm. And the kid was very upset uh, by what happened. Consoled by a lot of wrestling fans, Will Washington of Grapsity went to the concession stand and bought him an acclaimed <clears throat> foam finger That's to try nice. and like cheer him up. There were other fans around ringside that were giving him their merch that they'd either bought or had to try and like just cheer the kid up because he had his night somewhat ruined by Max throwing vodka on him. Do you think there's also a... Uh, uh an unspoken fan thing of let's let's not get this cancelled because we really like this match yeah. hey kid hey kid, hey kid it's good though, right? it it's still good though right uh, Amanda Huber was also there yeah. she, she was at ringside with him uh, he was taken backstage given free tickets to the Sacramento show that's this coming uh, Wednesday and stuff Tony Khan uh, in the media scrum I, I my news episode goes out later and mm. I kind of talk about how with MJF and Tony Khan doing a media scrum together, I think there is a fine line between work, shoot, work, shoot, jabroni marks. <laughs> you know, because like he's like, I had to have, a, I had to have a very serious conversation with him because that's not befitting of a champion. Mm. And it's that when it's like not befitting of a champion. I'm like, well, that sounds like we're in a work scenario here because you brought Max back as a last resort, and it was through your last resort that he became champion, mm. and now you are stuck with him as champion. And so I was like, well, maybe there's just some character work in here. But by all accounts, the kid legit shoot was upset about having tequila slash vodka thrown on. It was a shoot kid. (laughs) It was a shoot 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 drink. (laughs) Uh, I loved MJF's explanation for this. In the press conference, he said, oh, the kid looked thirsty. (laughs) And then he was just like, I hope he's okay. You know, he's a real trooper, that kid. I look. Obviously, you cannot go around chucking alcoholic children. No. That's that's not a cool thing to do. It's bad. However, <laughs> there is a part of me that often feels nostalgic for that, that time in wrestling heat that we never got to live through when wrestlers and Dutch Mantel would go to Puerto Rico and fans would be like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to yeah. stab you with a knife. I, I don't think we should use Puerto Rico as the great exactly, example of this. Exactly. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that for anyone. But... It did happen in the past, and there is an element of badassery around it. What I want is I want the period of time when uh, the older wrestlers of World of Sport would yell at grannies at ringside yes. while they're knitting. Yes. That's that's the sort of heel heat that we're looking for. So I think this was obviously a mistake. He wouldn't have done it if he knew it was alcohol. That's probably like the work. That's the bad bit in this. And that, yeah. that seems to have been a mistake. 
Um, but I am all for <laughs> throwing drinks over fans. I, I think it is great. I like He's it. He's been doing it on Dynamite for weeks now. I like it when wrestlers tear up fan signs. Yeah. I think it's funny. Yeah. I got shoved by a wrestler once and it was the best day of my life. <laughs> I was in the front row of a progress show and rather than ask me to kindly move out the way, he went Ugh, and he pushed me on, on the chair and I nearly went back and I went, yes, this is progress. <laughs> but uh, outside, you know, this match I thought was sensational. Yep, five stars. Five stars. Five stars. For, for me, quite easily. Mm. Although Max did say at one point, because he kept leaving out the ring, said, <laughs> and this is a quote, does that lose me a star, Dave? <laughs> Oh, I'm not going to win the Brian Danielson Award this year. So funny. Awesome. I, I just thought the story they told in mm. this, I thought that Daniel... So <laughs> earlier in the show, during the Elite House of Black match, I was watching Kenny Omega wrestle, and I thought, he is the best wrestler on the planet. Like, he just is mm. the best wrestler on the planet. And then Brian Danielson came out, and I was like... Oh, no way. <laughs> no, I think he's the best wrestler on the planet. Next week, I'm going to watch a Will Ospreay match. I'm like, I, actually, hang on a sec. No, I think he is the best. No, I'm pretty sure, actually, he is the best wrestler on the planet. It is remarkable. Like, I did, I did not find... What's the... This is a... I'm, I say this with, with all kindness. I found this match predictable in the terms of who was going to win. Yes. And I didn't really genuinely buy an earful until 65 minutes in with that knee. The knee plus. The running knee yeah. after the extra time. Um, but that's not to say that Danielson didn't make me want him to win. Yeah. And that is, that's his superpower, that he can get you on board with a match and really make you invest in his journey while making the other guy look just $100 million. But, Matt, I mean, like... I'm I I like character arguably more than I do the in ring work. Mm -hmm. I love both, obviously. But if I was to pick one, I'd I'd have great characters and normal matches over no characters and all the crazy stunts. See the trios, and <laughs> I feel like when we talk about these best wrestlers on the planet, I know you've got the technical ability side of Osprey, Omega, Danielson, but I'm starting to think MJF is the best wrestler when you take character, promo ability, and in-ring talent. Because the great thing about MJF, and we talked about this in the Takeshita match, he can do <clears throat> all of the same stuff yeah. that Omega, Danielson, and Osprey do. He chooses not to do it mm. because it's better for his character to not do it. And in a way, that does make him the best wrestler on the planet. It's incredible. Like maybe he's right in his his post match scrum. He is the best in the world Ooh. in that ring on Ooh. this microphone, Ooh. even at a goddamn press conference. Heard that before. He is. This was absolutely sensational stuff, and I loved it. And I cannot wait to watch it again. Mm. The question that we posed in the title of this uh, podcast, though. Is this the best Iron Man match ever? Because when I went online, that was the mm. instant reaction to it. There's always going to be a case of recency bias because you've literally just finished it and it's so, so good. But is it the best 16-minute Iron Man match ever? So obviously you're a big fan of Brett, uh, <laughs> Brett, Brett Sean. Oh, yeah, Iron yeah. Quite, you, quite, you famous, quite famously. Uh, I think that is an incredibly <laughs> boring match. <laughs> but if you take that out of the conversation... What are we talking? We got Sean Cena, that Iron Man match. Yeah, um, I think there were. There's been quite a few. There was a thirty Cena, minute Iron Cena Orton 
had one. I think I'm not going to choose that one. I'm well, immediately going to discount that. I have heard it's better than you'd think. Well, I've probably watched it. <laughs> Ch- Champer and Gargano. Champer Gargano. Actually, that's a really. Did good they have one. an Iron Man match? No. They didn't have an Iron Man match. Well, no, I, was just, I was just asking. Oh, if right. They, if they did I don't think one. they did. Omega, the... and Os- Omega and Okada was just two out of three falls. Yeah, it was just it was with a 60 minutes yeah. time limit. Oh, no, there was no time limit. That was a different was one that went 60 minutes. Yeah. Because that one is really good, but it's not an Iron Man match. Mm. Um, I think if you're going to talk about like, the, the Bailey Banks one yep. at Respect, which was 30. But even so, it's just like talk about this like, was better. Talk about yeah, like talk about like pure emotion. See what uh, uh, it's not even in the top five. Um, <laughs> Brock and Kurt had one. Let's let's check in with the YouTube comments. That's <laughs> it. We're, we're calling it the best match of all time. It's a piece of crap. Uh, Brock and Kurt is definitely a good yeah. one. AJ and Daniels, which is one I referenced. Oh, was that on in, TNA? Yeah, I referenced it in my. Oh, was, again, that was a thirty-minute one for the exhibition mm. time. I referenced it in my uh, PFK list that went out mm. last week. But that is an. Awesome, awesome match. Again, that's going into the over. Oh, we've thing. watched that. We have. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, we watched no? the we watched the follow up to it. That thing was part of the video package for the sequel. Oh, okay. and we and we reviewed the sequel. Well, the sequel's great. As well. The sequel was great. Yeah, but yeah, in terms of an hour long Iron Man match, I I can't think of anything better. If if you discount Brett Sean, of course, and, and Rock Triple H at Judgment Day, <laughs> which is got a really stupid finish <laughs> that just puts the belt back on Hunter. Uh, just just the, a the few, way he likes it. Just a few other notes. Uh, Max bled an absolute gusher. God, didn't he he is he is also the best gusher in the business now. Well, yeah, he <laughs> saw Hangman and Mox and was like amateurs. Well, Mox gets kind of like a trickly blood. Goes everywhere, but it is a trickly blood. Max is just like a. It's like a sheet of blood, and he, and it makes his eyes look really big. Because he, he, we were going through the the official press photos for this, and he is such an expressive yeah. wrestler. And because he then had a crimson mask, it made his eyes look even whiter <laughs> than they are normally. They're so big. Yeah, that's it's right. so wild. I wish we could use them on thumbnails, but YouTube would immediately be like, "Nope, Max, you are a YouTube thumbnail dream." Yeah, just, keep keep on doing you, but with, with less blood, if you possibly can, because it makes our lives. It means we can. Actually to use them on thumbnails. I'd also like to mention the uh, MJF's entrance came yeah. out with a little orchestra, which started with a bit of a jaunty piano, I believe. And I thought, this is the start of Bugsy Malone's. <laughs> I could have been anything that I wanted to be. I'm sure, that's what Max was going for. But it's that's a great, that's a great song for him. But it was actually just a thematic version of his entrance yeah. theme. Uh, my one other note from this: mm. uh, uh, Danielson, please stop doing the diving headbutts. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. like that. Yeah, stop doing that. Um, but yeah, overall, an extraordinary match. We've spoken about it for half the length of the actual match. <laughs> yeah, but some of that was also Batman chat. <laughs> Bat- happily talk about it for longer. I loved it. Great, great end. And for once, I end an AW pay-per-view feeling energized as yeah. opposed to fatigued. I thought this was a perfect end to what I think is arguably AEW's most perfect pay-per-view that they've ever done. <laughs> uh, I can all out 2021, surely. Because yeah, but again, like Suzuki, Cole, but that's, Punk. that's but that's like just you know that's surprises and surprisements and things like that. But mm. this was like no, no no wall to wall, every single match delivered in a very very good time frame, and it didn't. And aside from the FTR return, it was and the heel turn, I guess. It is just no. This is just excellent wrestlers mm. doing excellent wrestling and telling excellent stories. Yeah, every match was fantastic for me. Best 
best pay-per-view is like quite far away all out 2021. Didn't say it was the best. Mm. So it was the most perfect. But but in terms of match order, match structure, the way everything flowed into each other, yeah, it, it is almost unparalleled. Um, you know what it was missing, though? A 40-minute angle at the end. <laughs> and that, that's the only thing I would add. Now, do you know what this was missing? A three-minute Jade Cargill match. <laughs> that really would have just been a little cherry on top. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, please do get in your thoughts. Omega Chats, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one over five US dollars. Uh, first up from Benjamin John Mill. MJF lasted the 60 minutes fairly, and Tony Khan decided to change the match decision. Authority trying to screw the champ, and the champ took matters into his own hands. Shades of Punk and Danielson versus the Authority. Can't wait for MJF promo on Dynamite. If he's on Dynamite, mm. might not be. I think keep him off. But do a pre-tape. Do a, well, yeah, pre-tape. Yeah. You, you know, like you need some presence. Exactly. Yeah, you could do a Danielson <laughs> interview. That's a pre-tape thing. But I don't know if you will see MJF or Danielson on the show. 
James Zimmerman. Well, hot diggity dog, that was the best pay-per-view since All Out 2021. Hangman Mox was great, loved the Cage Jack match, really everything on the show. MJF versus Brian was all-time great, best Iron Man match ever. It was a really fun show that kept a great pace, 187% or 5 out of 5. Dig diggity, dig diggity dog. I like what a lot of James said there. Meng. Remember Revolution 2022? The formation of the Bullet, the Blackpool Combat Club? Just a year later, Mox and Danielson tapped out to two of AEW's top homegrown talents. It's nice that they are uh, used to pushing young guys, but what a missed opportunity it was. We were so hyped. We were pretty hyped. I think that's in take. I think that, yeah, <laughs> I, it's both like a positive and a negative. Because it's right, like using these established stars mm. to put over younger guys, I think is exactly the point of the Blackpool Combat Club. It was all about raising up younger talent. But I agree with Meng as well. Like it was a group that we were so, so excited for. And I don't think we ever got the fullest version of what you could have had with BCC. We got it for a couple of weeks with the Utah integration. Yeah, I'd say that's about it. And Claudio joined. Also, <laughs> uh, the... oh, you're saying that Danielson getting a concussion. That's the fault of the group. The what? what Dan- was the... Danielson getting a concussion, because that's what brought Claudio in. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, <laughs> derailed them. Um, but the... I don't disagree with beating both Blackpool Combat Club guys. I think that's a great thing to do here, the way they tapped out as well. But, yeah. It would be even more impactful if we had a year tear for the whole faction. 100%. Power Packers 90. Memberg for 18 months. That Iron Man match. Match of the year so far with both companies, in my opinion. Great storytelling. Putting both guys over. I love wrestling. Jam that jam for life. Actually, it probably it's my match of the year. Yeah, it's mine. So easily um, mine. Because... I didn't think Omega Osprey was five stars. You know when you when you know, you know when you finish and you're like, oh, I loved it. It was fantastic, but it's not five stars for me. Yeah, this one immediately, I was like, this is five stars. Yeah, it's easily a five star match. Uh, Meze Kurosaki, Mizzy here. I actually uh, was at Revolution last night. Oh, damn, jealous. It was first wrestling and had a ton of fun, beers with random folks. To get to see that main event live last night was a dream come true. By any chance, did you guys hear the ice cream man chant? I did not. I bet there were loads of fun chants there. Banama Whammer 7. AEW should have a minimal HUD graphic like the UFC showing the competitors' names in a time clock. It'll help with timed matches like the main event. You can add a little character stuff like giving the wrestlers custom nameplates and having a more sports vibe. That is an interesting um, observation because that's kind of been a problem with when they do the time limit draws. Like every match has a time limit, but you can always see the draws coming when they announce there's going to be this i always remember the pack osprey match at rev pro when all of a sudden they announced 10 minutes remain and the crowd were like oh okay well let's see where this is going then well you've got to normalize draws more because that was a time when draws were not a thing but i feel like we're getting more used to them uh i thought the way they did it here was perfectly not on screen all the time but at certain moments they'll bring it up Mm-hmm. I always knew what time we were around. I thought it was very well produced. Our reviewer random. Hi guys, Revolution was amazing. To me, the TNT women's matches were pretty good. I really enjoyed it. I have a question for you guys to discuss. Why do we feel happy and satisfied with MJF's way of cheating and pissed by Roman? Jam that jam from Chile. Uh, well, there's, that's, that's a fun... Because mm. I've never been bothered by Roman's cheating. The... We, we posed the question on the last one, the, the the Roman template of the Uso interference being, as I mean, a lot of people are massively turned off by it. And I guess it's because we're now like two years into Uso interference, lol, Roman yeah. wins. 
but I've also been, I've never had like a, oh God, this finish again. I have, I've, I haven't had that with Roman. KO Royal Rumble with the handcuffs was, and that was a botched ending anyway. I felt it then. I felt it a few times afterwards. Uh, but I felt, I felt in that lull period mm. when it was like you know the demon Finn Balor and like the the clown. Oh match. my god! Like like a lot of that stuff when it was when it was the bad oh, period of Roman yeah. on top. That I think. But since you know the summer, I haven't been bothered by it. Yeah, it's probably a, a duration thing. Um, yeah. Roman has gone through that time and he's he's gone back to being great again. MJF's still right at the start of this title defense journey. Uh, missing username. Unhappy face. Hey, fellas, been watching this channel ever since the pandemic. First time Ultra Chat. Always the first time Ultra Chats that Streamlabs loses. <laughs> uh, great show last night. Definitely the best AEW pay-per-view ever. Who do you think challenges MJF at Double or Nothing? Seems like it could be Paige or Omega. I think it's going to be Hangman Page. I think Hangman. Yeah. I mean, Hangman makes sense. MJF even made reference to this in the post-show uh, scrub where he said, yeah, you know, I think Paige Page just beat Moxley, so I think that would put him in line. But I'm also remembered uh, who I beat for the Dynamite Diamond <laughs> Ring because, um, yeah, that was Hangman Adam Page. Um, please do let our moderators know who you are. Uh, missing yeah. username. Uh, I, I really like the idea of Hangman. I think I said it either last week's Dynamite or the the week before. You did, yeah. But they've just got conflicting characters that are the same. Hangman's self hate sabotages him mjf self-hate propels him i think that'd be a great character conflict it's also a year since he lost the belt because he oh, lost it at so double it nothing last so year it is so hopefully punk comes back at the end <laughs> just you know hangman's walking off dejected punk yeah, yeah. And, i don't know spit on him and then start the real feud with max danny g finally for now this is going to sound a bit hyperbolic but after last night i really do think mjf could become the best ever He's already up there with promos, but his in-ring work is just getting better. And importantly, he's putting in the work. Where is his ceiling? I think it's like the, the, the great thing about Max, and I think the reason why he never comes up in those best ever conversations is he never wrestles. <laughs> yeah, he's had three matches since he won the belt. Yeah. Starks, Takeshita, and this one. And this, yeah. And I love being able to rattle off a guy's fight. It's like you can do that with professional boxers because yeah. they only have four five bites a year I'm like and that's probably way too many i'm talking more at like a a mid a mid card level yeah but it's it's i think that's why he's never in those conversations mm. but it's only when you mentioned it then i had this i was like oh yeah of course he could be in the conversation but i never think of it because he never smeg in wrestles yeah. well cutting promos all the time though and that's why i think like you just get tricked every time into thinking you're the Miz. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> when, when, so good. Yeah, when people are like, oh, he's just a budget Miz or anything like that. Like it is, oh, you are just seeing the surface level mm. of his actual talent. If MJF is a budget Miz, he's a budget Miz at Lidl, which actually has <laughs> really high quality fruit and veg. Uh, before we get into the full play-by-play... Make your face soft. Absolutely. You can make your face even better than it already is using geology. There's a link in the video description down below. That will be a quiz. And what that quiz will ask you is what you want from your skincare routine. And then it will provide you a box. This is legit my box. This has got the my skincare routine in here. It is separated out into day and night. It comes with instructions on what I need to do in bed to get the best use out of these things. And I have had com I've had compliments mm. from people since I started using this. Being like, Same now. your skin's looking really, really good at the moment. My sister saw a photo of me and said, "Ollie, you look like a model." And she is a very 
horrible person <laughs> sometimes. L- a lovely person, but she just knows the right things to, to make you cry. Yeah. But that time she gave me a compliment. <laughs> Do you want some ASMR? This could be you. <laughs> All that white stuff could be yours. I don't think that's getting quite the effect you think. That's on your finger now. Uh, and if you use for, for our limited time, our code WRESTLE70, or scan the QR code that's above me right now, uh, you will get 70% off this award-winning skincare trial set. And on top of that, we're giving you an exclusive bonus offer of up to 50% on additional skin, hair, and body products of your choice when you add it to the trial. Um, Ollie, stop that. I'm uncomfortable. Ollie, why? Um... Get it before it's gone, everyone. 16-time award-winning company uh, is Geology. You have a 6,000 five-star reviews. I mean, I, I accidentally used essentially the face wash, so that's not moisturizer, that's soap on my face. Mm-hmm. Just on it now. Yeah, yeah. It smells nice, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, yeah it's nice. Oh, there you go. So, skincare helps fight acne, reduce oiliness, prevent wrinkles, combat dark or puffy under eyes, a problem for me, have smoother, hydrated skin, and target signs of aging also applies to me. Geology, use our link in the video description down below. Right, so this full play-by-play, we're going to have to... We're going to have to just smash through it because even though this was a shorter card than normal, there's still loads. We just spent 45 minutes talking about one match. Yeah. Uh, the pre-show was just a, a really well done pre-show yeah. and I didn't actually have to watch it. So I didn't resent this being actually a 15 match card by the back door. Because that's what he always does, Tony Khan. Oh, what are you talking about? It's just 12 matches, four and a half hours on the main card. No, it's not. It's five and a half hours because I had to watch all the Rampage feuds I've been following pay off on the pre-show. Well, now because, you know, QT Marshall has had to disband his faction. Like, there's <laughs> there's no one to go on the pre-show anymore. Eddie Kingston's in Ring of Honor. Which yeah. Japanese wrestler is he going to face <laughs> now? So all we got was Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Bros versus the Trustbusters. Uh, this was sort of a, a little match set up on Rampage. I don't know why Pac wasn't with the Lucha Bros. It's probably visa issues. Yeah. Uh, but this was a decent match. Yeah. It was just like a, fun. a fun 10 minute opener. It's exactly what an opener on the pre show <laughs> yeah. should be. Uh, my MVP of the pre show was RJ City doing the kind of red carpet interviews. You had him backstage doing interviews with talent and Rene was sort of in the crowd. It was a nice, I feel like it needs some work, but it was quite a nice different style of presentation. So, Keep keep at it. But so there's something to develop there. This felt like a show where Tony sort of realized, oh, I, I kind of get it now. Like I get what a pre-show is for, mm. and I also get what you know how to time out a pay-per-view card is because it's. And I don't think it's an unfair criticism that he has had. He has sometimes booked too many matches on a card. His 15 match all out 2022 card was excessive and it was indulgent and it led to a lot of three minute matches because Starks Hobbs Starks Hobbs you know Jungle Boy and Christian there's only so much you can do Christian was injured but Starks Hobbs you know that didn't that did not deserve Mm. what it got 
So this felt like a show. It was four hours with a one-hour main event as well and a very tight undercard to it as well. I thought it was just a perfectly put-together show. Yeah. Uh, RJ City, so funny. I just want to say that again. Yeah. He, he's so, so funny. He could... It's difficult because he has a comedy presence. Uh, but if he if he tweaks a few things, I don't know what things he needs to tweak. He could he could really be a great backstage interviewer. Yeah. Like I mean, Jeremy Borash levels of oh, I I'm just excited to see Jeremy Borash here. I have um I've I've checked out a couple of his Hey EWs. Oh, so but they are really, really funny. A former Quizlemania contestant, mm. RJ City. Well, the uh the sweet cheek music is a Hey EW yeah. gag. And that he sort of said to Tony Storm, you should use rename your running hip attack as sweet cheek music. It's very funny. Uh, Double or Nothing's going to be on May 28th, they also announced. And then Jim Ross opened up the main card saying, if you like a lot of wrestling, <laughs> this show's for you. Which gave me a kick. <laughs> I, that was, I didn't. It sounded like Grumpy JR. Yeah, I mean, I didn't say a lot of salt to JR on this show. But, I mean, JR... He's not going to be against a 60-minute Iron Man match. If anything, you'd be like, why don't we do this every week? Well, that's what I thought. I thought, JR, surely you like this bit. Yeah. But I couldn't tell if he was being bitter or not. Uh, pay-per-view opened with Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks. Really well-wrestled match. Really, really well fun. Wrestled, yeah. um, there was a couple of great moments. Like The crowd went crazy for a Jericho, a Walls of Jericho. God, I wrote here. Feels like the year 2000. <laughs> like, you remember, Jericho used to lock it in. The crowd would go ballistic because he put this submission move on that no one ever really tapped to. That happened here. I love the finish. I don't love Sammy Guevara running out because the whole idea was They're don't do ringside, that. Yeah. So Jericho should have found some other way to cheat. But that happened. Jericho goes to use the bat. Like he should have just, you know, un untied the top turnbuckle. Referees busied mm. with that so you don't get the, the Guevara rundown. Uses the bat on Starks. I'm like, oh my God, he's going to beat him. This has been booked out of order. Goes for the Judas effect. A move that nobody counters. And Starks caught it. Whole crowd went, but I went ballistic. Great spot. And a few minutes later, Starks won with the Rochambeau. Yeah, two wins over Chris Jericho now. So that should be the end. Yep. That should be it. You, you'd think so. Oh, I mean, I, I look forward to their blood and guts match at double or nothing. <laughs> Just him, just Jarrett. It's all of the JS oh, no. versus Ricky Starks. It's Stadium Stampede. That's uh, going to be the match. It'll be Ricky Starks, Action Andretti, and some others versus the JAS in Stadium Stampede. I've got to put over Daddy Magic again on the pre-show. RJ, he said, "RJ, touch my nipples." <laughs> and RJ touched Daddy Magic's nipples, and RJ just goes, "They're soft." <laughs> And Daddy Magic goes, that's because I'm banned from ringside tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. It wasn't when Hot, when Powerhouse Hobbs tried to do comedy with RJ. It didn't really work. But yeah. that, that oh, was perfect. You've got to have a, a very specific yeah, set of skills. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, Christian versus Jungle Boy was next. I, I felt like this could have done with a video package. Mm. This has been a long running feud. And it was just like as soon as Starks won beat Jericho, straight out with Christian's entrance music. I think it also could have done with a, a video package that would have explained what the final burial <laughs> stipulation was. Because it's, it's a buried alive match. Yeah, yeah. And that's grand and all. But this is the first time they've done one of these. Mm. So it would have been really nice. Because when it started and they had a casket, I was like, oh, it's a casket match. And then I was like, 
But no, they already do casket matches, but they call them coffin matches. Mm. So it can't be that. And then I was like, oh no, there's a shovel there. It's a buried alive match. I don't think I should be sat here being like, so what is this match? I think the company should probably tell me what the match type is. Especially for a whole stipulation that was really only introduced on Wednesday. It wasn't even really... It wasn't well, yeah, but like, on, uh, sorry, like thematically. Yeah, I, I was yeah. going to say, because on Wednesday, it was just a no-holds-barred fight. On Rampage is when they announced it's a final burial thing. So the, with, then you've got two days before people are like, oh, mm. right, that's what the stipulation is. I think this needed to be a bit clearer. But Perry, uh, you know, had the vignette of Dignity's yeah. grave. Uh, but it's but, only, I, I bet as a match itself, though, excellent thumbs up. That said, yeah, really good match. I think they went about 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. But I, I loved it all the way through. Christian <laughs> is a treat. What a delight with his turtleneck gear. It was when he came out <laughs> with the turtleneck vest. I was like, Ollie's going to love this. I'm going to get a turtleneck. <laughs> He looks so good in it. Yeah, and yeah, but Sullivan Bo Brown also has a turtleneck, but he does look as good as Christian does. So Sully's got this weird floppy turtleneck. <laughs> I'm gonna get like a tight, tight turtleneck. Oh, like okay. You're not gonna get like a Claudia Winkleman turtleneck that no. the one she had in the traitors that was like three foot wide. Yeah, yeah, not that one, not that one. Sully's one is like think of Sully's hair when he gets disheveled. Yeah. That's what his turtleneck looks like. I want a tight turtleneck. You want a Christian Cage turtleneck? Yeah. Uh, really good match and a nice bit of character work at the end. Jungle Boy finally used the chair to hit the concerto on Christian's head. And then he he sort of hesitated closing the, the casket because, of course, he buried his father a couple of years ago. Pretty well done. Yeah, I, I thought it was really good. Very good performance by Jungle Boy. Like, the, like, legit, it was a really good performance. You know, he's the story has been he's been unable to pull the trigger on the concerto, and he finally does it here, and then there's that moment behind his eyes of, like, the acceptance that he's done it, and what does that mean for him? Mm. And, you know, almost like a switch. When he was putting Christian in, like, because he shut the lid, and all of a sudden the thing went, and it just dropped down. It was quite a spectacular visual. But, you know, he was almost applying, burying his own father and looking to Christian like a father-like mm. figure that has turned his back on him. That was a genuinely really good performance from JB, who often, like his biggest criticism is, well, you do fun flips and you've got a nice submission in that but And hair. And hair, of course. But you're not a promo guy. You're not the actor type. But I thought here he did a very good performance. Yeah, except for me, there's still something a bit missing from him. Mm. Uh, but I really enjoyed the wrestling. Uh, and I must shout out Brian Alvarez's line when it really made me laugh in their review. When Christian opened the casket first off, Brian Alvarez goes, it looks like a couple of chairs have recently died. <laughs> because there were chairs in the casket. Because Christian had put them there earlier. <laughs> the, the other thing I wanted to mention, put in this, wonderful bit of healness from Christian who was trying to run away from Jungle Boy because Jungle Boy's like, you know, beating him up through the crowd and stuff. Christian's trying to run away, goes up the ramp, realizes there's the casket there and is like, oh no! That's <laughs> to go back and then it hits Jungle Boy again. Very, very good. I imagine he's going to be off TV for a bit to sell being buried Being buried alive, alive yeah. But, uh, I want him back as soon as possible. Yeah. I want him back more than I do Jungle Boy. <laughs> Who's the real winner? <clears throat> it's Jungle Boy. After that, we got the Trios Championship, the Elite versus House of Black. They got a video package. Oh. This was incredible. Oh, mate. They started this match with Omega versus Buddy Matthews. <laughs> they know. And it did not disappoint. My next note, Black versus Omega is just as exciting. Uh, I... I am stunned 
and I had high expectations. I'm stunned at how much character work they did from essentially a standing start. Like there's this great moment when there was a one-winged angel attempt on Malachi. Malachi swung his boot round for the black mass, but Omega ducked it, and they both sort of end up on the floor. Kenny Omega just laying, and Malachi doing his cross leg shtick, and the crowd are just like. This is awesome. Yeah. I take back everything I said in the build-up to this match. No, don't. <laughs> no, I, I Don't am, let them do no, that No, 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 I take back it everything I said. It still needed a story. No, 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 I did, no, oh, no it didn't. No. no, it didn't. It was just the Elite versus House of Black, and it was awesome. It was everything that I wanted it to be, and way, way more. I was totally wrong. I actually, I'm, I'm annoyed they did any angles. <laughs> <laughs> I you actually, know what? I resent that they did angles to build up this. This would have been better. This whole build would have been better if they just said there will be a surprise mystery team facing them. Oh no! But then people might think Punk and FTR. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're probably and they're, good not to do that. But you just have, or you just say the. Tr How can you do this without invoking Punk? That they just come out on the pay per view. Yeah. We haven't got a a, a fight. They're still going. People are still going to go see lights punk, cut out. CM lights punk. come back yeah, up, yeah. and then House of Black are there. I I thought this was. Just honestly incredible. There was yeah. a moment in this when, like, you know, obviously everything breaks down. Everyone does these big moves. It's quite early on in the match. Everyone does their big moves and stuff. And everyone has hit these wild moves. Roll in the ring. Try to kick, try to pin Brody King. Kick out at one. Oh, oh they did a great job of putting him yeah. over as the monster in this match. He was freaking great. He looked genuinely terrifying. Yeah. His makeup, his whole persona. Uh, poor Julia Hart. I still <laughs> oh, yeah. think doesn't quite fit in. No, I disagree. I like her Children of the Corn shtick that she's got going on. And she ate quite a V-trigger as well. That's funny. So Julia Hart's on the apron. Uh, Omega, you know, avoids her, but then accidentally V-triggers her. Looks over at her corpse and goes, ah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a wonderful moment. But then ultimately, after a bunch of just awesome near falls, when one member would break the pinup at the last second... Matt Jackson took the Dante's Inferno and was pinned. They went for the Meltzer driver. So Matt shouts to do Meltzer driver, right? Jeff, Jeff. <laughs> you got Jeff Jarrett on the mind. No, no. <laughs> Hardy's more, Hardy. but yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, sorry, uh, Jeremy Buck goes yeah. to do the, uh, the Meltzer driver. And he went through the air and Buddy Matthews killed that poor boy with a knee. <laughs> When I watched the Batman of the weekend, there's that moment when like the, the skylights explode and Batman drops down. I watched this on my own because my wife was away for the weekend. I watched it on my own. And I said out loud, that's effing awesome. <laughs> when Buddy Matthews hit that knee mm. on Jeremy Buck as he went to do the Melter Driver. On my own, I went, that was effing awesome. Yeah. Holy yeah, <laughs> that was so cool. And yeah, then it hit Dante's Inferno on, oh, what was his Buck name? Was he, was he Matt Buck? I think it was Matt was Buck he and Matt Jeremy Buck. Yeah, Matt and Jeremy yeah. Buck. Yeah, Matt Buck. Or Max. Max. Max he Buck. was Max and... Of course it couldn't be. <laughs> Max Buck. Dante Sinfono for the finish. So, I think we've got two things to talk about here. And I think both of them tie in together. Numero uno. Oh, man. That's the elite. What's going on here? Mm. That's been a quite a disappointing run with them as the trio's titles. Belts that were essentially made for them. Yeah. But two, the storyline reason behind this, Don Callis not only being upset by this, he literally like threw down his headset. I would say he was annoyed 
that his guys lost here. Mm. And bearing in mind that a lot of the stuff he's doing on TV at the moment is watching Takeshita and he's mm. doing backstage segments with Takeshita, possibly taking him under his wing. I feel like we're heading for a split of Callus and the Elite and that loss here is to facilitate that story. I guess uh, the Elite, that will pave the way for the Elite uh, reuniting with Hangman yeah. as well without Callus involved. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I can't say I'm enthralled, though, whatever it is. And whatever this future direction is, I can't... I, it's going to take a lot to get me on board. Like It's going to take a heck of an angle or a really good, steady build to make me excited because I haven't had an actual Kenny Omega story for a year and a half. Yeah, well, when since, he since lost, Hangman Page. <laughs> when he lost the belt to Hangman Page. Yeah. He was out injured for a while. Then they won the trio's titles, and then there was... He saved a dog. He saved a dog, which he was cruelly suspended. <laughs> and then we, you know, great best of seven series, but there's no story there. Great House of Black match. No story there. The great top flight AR Fox match, but there's no story there. No. So Omega and the Young Bucks are meant to be these amazing long-term storytellers. And, and they are. I know. I've seen it for years and years. But it's like they cannot tell. They, they maybe they have no interest in stories that's outside their bubble. I feel like they were. They're just in a holding pattern, waiting for Page to be done with Marks, so they can get to the Page Elite stuff. Hmm. I, I, that's kind of what I've. I've got, can't can't they have storylines with other people though? No. Uh, that, that, that that's an impossibility. It really is the Cody verse, but it's being the Elite. Yeah, the Elite verse. And it's I yeah. I think it's a it's honestly a, a massive shame, mm. um, but also this match was amazing. Yeah. So yeah. And I wonder if a lot of my because I am excited, and I think a lot of that though is um, hangover excitement just because I like the elite and like I love watching the elite wrestle matches. So even when they don't have great storylines, the second they start wrestling, I, I said it earlier, like. Can he make a walk down to the ring? I was like, oh, that's the best wrestler mm -hmm. on the planet. And then I'm watching him wrestle. I was like, yeah, 100% he's the best wrestler on the planet. Now, and the Young Bucks, they are the best tag team on the planet. And so even when they don't have compelling storylines, I always find myself still really excited because I just get to watch them do some more matches. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, he's not had a storyline since he lost the belt to Hangman Page. And that's not very good. Yeah. That's not the best use of the elite. He's like the Rio of the men's division. The who? Rio. Rio? Yeah, she won the. She oh, Riho. Sorry, champion. Riho. Sorry. Oh, yeah, not Riho. Sorry, I didn't say <laughs> that. You were saying Rio, and I was Rio. like, the blue bird? Her the, name the is <laughs> Riho. <laughs> and she wrestles in Japan. <laughs> not North America enough. <laughs> uh, so I'm excited for House of Black. I guess there's the. I don't know they're going to face. Yeah. <laughs> Top flight in AR Fox, probably. <laughs> I'm concerned that they'll just face the elite, <laughs> yeah. which I, you know, will be again great match, and maybe they'll use this as the springboard for the actual story. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how into that. I, I feel like the singles and tag division needs more work right now. That's more urgent and important. So move the Bucks over into the FTR returning tag division. Omega can start facing Danielson, Cole, MJF, yeah. people like that, because he has been. You know, he's WWE will tell you he is nearly forty years old. Well, that's that's it, right? And like, it's also at the same time when they're not signing new deals mm. that do kind of like 
it's maybe it is just you know us putting two and two together and getting eight but i'm watching the elite just sort of going through the motions and having amazing matches and not having that not being the focal point of all elite wrestling in mm. the same time when they're also <laughs> not ha- not going through negotiations yet for new deals even though like reportedly tony khan is trying to get them to negotiate new deals he's trying to get them to sign them now and he you know to- omegas should be up by now but he had time added on for the injury. So Omega should be done, really. But he's not, but they're not, and they're not signing these new deals. And like it's when you see those two, two things running side by side, you start thinking, are we gonna see Omega and the Bucks go to WWE and just go there for six months? Take that six-month deal they were offered mm-hmm. in 2018. Uh January 2024, if you had to put a bet on it, we're looking back. <sighs> Did yeah. Omega and the Bucks go to WWE. Like if you'd have had this in, you know, uh at Revolution 2021, if you'd have said, like, hey, by WrestleMania next year, Cody will be in WWE. And you'd have gone like, no way, absolutely not. Since that has happened, I honestly am now like on a 50-50 thing of like, I think it could happen. Really do think it could happen. Nice sitting on the fence. Well, um I know. I'm not sitting on the fence. CM Punk's coming back. Okay. Oh, and, and you think? And I wonder if, you know, we've we kind of all said, oh, Tony clearly made his choice because he's mm. gone with the elite and he's not brought Punk back. But I wonder if Tony's also looking at the ratings, being like, well, maybe actually, it, I, I, maybe he was in the right. <laughs> maybe Punk did do nothing wrong. I've I've redone the investigation <laughs> and. Uh... <laughs> Found out that you took you saved that dog for illicit means. Can he punched a dog? <laughs> uh well well I guess we'll see. But it was a very peculiar title change. A welcome one. Yeah. Weirdly, uh, because I'm just happy that House of Black have championship gold after all these years. I'd, I feel like they get to do something. Yeah. Which is again, like they were talking about how they made their debut a year ago. And they were like, what a dominant faction they've been. And I'm like, mm. I don't think they really have, though. Was it a year ago or was it longer? No, it was a year ago. They were revolution, I think, on the pre-shows when they had their first match right. against Lucha Bros right. and um, Eric Rowan. After that, we got Soraya versus Ruby Soho versus Jamie Hayter. Told you this would follow the trio's yeah. match. <laughs> Pretty, you know, fine, decent match. Good three-way. Jamie Hayter's excellent. Ruby Soho's great. Soraya was actually quite fun in this. It was a moment when she was being punched by both women and she went, Stop! And then they both went for her anyway. Yeah, it was really good. Man, Hater is so over. Hate, it's so good to see. Yeah. Uh, Britt Baker's so supportive for her on the outside. She is so turning heel on her imminently. Oh, no, I don't want, I don't want Baker to send No. Not for a while. I feel bad for Rebel, though. Did you see the report about Rebel? Yeah, but I, I think it's the right move creatively. Oh, I think so as well. I just feel bad for her because I, re- I thought Rebel was so good in that role. Mm. Uh, the report, by the way, is that because they're now baby faces, Rebel just <laughs> doesn't fit with them. So she's just sort of been, she's just been removed from the act, probably until they turn heel again, yeah. I guess. Um, also, Jamie Hayter, banging entrance theme. Oh, yeah, isn't it? Isn't it so yeah, good? I mean, no, no, no. I only oh. get a little furry jacket to do what she does. To uh, your turtleneck. <laughs> I'll be so warm. <laughs> Hayter eventually gets a technical pin on Ruby Soho after Soraya was sort of taken out. I thought, ah, oh, it's a bit of a lame finish. Felt deflating, crowd didn't pop really. But then we got a post-match angle. Yeah, it was the pinning of Soho that was key to this. Mm. Because then the baddies, <laughs> not those baddies, the, the heels got in and started beating up on, on Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker. Ruby Soho makes the save. 
She throws out Saray, throws out Tony Storm. And then she's almost like celebrating with Hater and said, this is not your house. And then she gave Jamie Hater the no future, took out Britt Baker as well, and stood he stood tall with Soraya and Tony Storm. They spray painted little L's mm-hmm. on uh, on Baker and Hater. And we now have a, a an Oopa duper heel act here with Soho, Soraya, and Storm. Triple S. You need Rebel. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's what that that is exactly what this team needs. They need Rebel to also join them. You could have done that and had her as like a goofy baby face, definitely, and then have the heels actually write her out the company with an injury angle. Yeah, that'd have been really good. Give it some real heat. Yeah. I look, this isn't groundbreaking stuff. No. And this was actually a bit rushed overall, and the the, the match was just mostly there compared to the rest of the cut. But this is that the best story they've had since Rosa Baker. And you're absolutely right, Ollie. They should have done this on TV just a few weeks ago rather than saving <laughs> for the pay-per-view. No, you're absolutely correct. Yeah, yeah. You were, you were right that they, they botched the ending of that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hangman Page then gonna, took gonna, on I'm John... Gonna an- I'm going to have another one of those later <laughs> on, just so you're aware. Hangman Page then took on John Moxley in what was my... I said it in my review. It's my match of the night, apart from the, the match that was more match of the night. <laughs> This was extraordinary. These two beat the piss out of each other. Uh, did, did you... Because I can get... Oh, that's a bit too much. You know, that's a bit too visceral. But even though this was so gory and hardcore, I never got that. I always uh, yeah. felt like I was I was in the, the yeah. fun of the grossness. I have not spoken to him, but I believe Pete was uncomfortable <laughs> with this match because it was like a level of... I don't mm. think he likes barbed wire. Oh, he, he went like this one. Yep. I mean, because there was a moment in this when uh, John Moxley raked the back of Hangman Page with barbed wire, and you literally watch the barbed wire pierce Hangman's skin and sort of tear its way up. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was a moment in this when he stabbed uh, Hangman in the forehead with a fork, and I saw blood spurt out. <laughs> It I'm, was it was awesome. I'm, I'm sure it's a blood packet. I'm sure it's a. <laughs> it was a fake back. It was a working back that Dude, he this, tore up. This match ruled. I loved it so I much. Loved it so much. It was. It, it had that perfect balance for me, at least, of going oh <laughs> and ah oh, yeah yeah. Uh, it, it was a lot of barbed wire. It never got old. Somehow, nope. Inge- I've never seen bricks. <laughs> In wrestling, Do you like this, the, the cinder blocks. Seth Rollins used to use cinder yeah, blocks. Yeah, but those are cinder blocks. Yeah, these are building bricks. <laughs> it's felt I, different. I would say the bricks uh, were not as effective. The, and my main reason this is because he did that moment where he stomped the hand, and then Hangman was just using his hand fine afterwards. Yeah, I, I liked it. I get what you mean, though. He could have sold it a bit more, I guess. Hangman at one point wrapped himself in barbed wire to do a moonsault to the outside. There he did. Don't know how much that's going to hurt the other person, hey, no, but still cool. It's still cool. That's and that's a lot of what it, this was. You know, they went through barbed wire boards and stuff. Uh, there was more barbed wire. Uh, I just, I really, really enjoyed this. This proper flashbacks to when I was first getting into wrestling, and you would hear of these sorts of mm. matches. They weren't on <laughs> WWE. No. They weren't on WCW. But, you know, on the schoolyard and stuff, you would have that friend who said, oh, my cousin's uh, friend has told me of these things that happen over in Japan. And there's C4 Explosion. You're like, 
whoa, that sounds mad. And then you see and you watch it on like grainy VHS tapes. And he's like, I can sort of make out wrestlers <laughs> then. Something explodes. like, oh, wow, wow. And you see barbed wire and stuff. Cactus Jack losing an ear and all this sort of stuff. This is on national. <laughs> this is a national like, company here. And it was superb. I was going to add like Mick Foley's book with the insert. Yes. And you'd see the pictures of the C4 match. You're like, oh my God. Oh my God. What is this? Oh, my, cousin, my friend's cousin's friend was right. I feel like I've just hit puberty <laughs> for violence. Uh, it's an incredibly violent match, but one that I feel was justified in the story. Miz and Maurice used a brick. In the handbag. Do you remember? You wanted to lead oh, with that. that was so funny. <laughs> you wanted to. You came on and it was like, I can't believe we're not leading with the brick thing. She tried to murder someone. Luke. It was Edge. I think I've got a thing for bricks. <laughs> I didn't realise that. I did really enjoy that. That brick angle. You want more bricks in wrestling. Who would have thought? <laughs> Found your thing. They're so rare. I don't want them to overdo it. I want it no. to be the early Hell in a Cell stipulation. Yeah. yeah Just yeah. every couple of years, show me a brick. <laughs> Uh, I, I thought that all this blood and violence and gore was justified by the story because this has been an excellent yeah. tale spun from what was a botched concussion. Quite an awful one at that. Every match has been better than the last. I think they should leave it for a bit now. I think they probably will do. <laughs> I, I feel like this finish is an end to this feud. This was the final barbed wire reel. Uh, and it ended with a chain. <clears throat> yeah, well, I love the, I love the finish. Mox had this great bit where he, Hangman fired up, uh, what was it off of? It was off going through a barbed wire board outside. He gets in, Mox reverses a buckshot into a huge Death Rider, not a paradigm shift, but Death Rider, then a stomp. And he sort of did a, mm. a Seth Rollins nod. And then Hangman just beats the count. They're both holding the chain. Hangman hits him with the brick, buckshot Lariat while Mox is still in the chain. That sends Mox over the top rope and Hangman holds onto the chain, and it chokes the life from Moxley, and Moxley taps out. He doesn't pass out, because like you get a lot of that finish, and I didn't realise how potentially overdone it was getting until I saw people actually tap out. Tough guys tap out in hardcore stipulations. Yeah, I thought it was such a cool finish. Mm. And I love actually the fact that Mox only had it around him as well. He put it on as a precautionary mm. measure, knowing that Hangman was probably going to stand back up because he was yelling at Hangman to stay down. All the while, getting ready. Yeah. Getting ready for the next... Uh, I'm a weapon. I'm a weapon. The next demented thing I'm going to do to you. I'm going to write deranged on my forehead. <laughs> like, like, really cool design. And I just thought it was so, so cool. And yeah, and you mentioned this to me in the office and I did not pick up on this. <clears throat> the Hangman hanged someone. Yeah, I, I didn't realise it until I was on the way in to work. I was like... Oh, he's the oh, hangman. Yeah. <laughs> so it's actually the perfect ending. Yeah, loved it. Unfortunately, um, Kurt Angle was watching though, so he won't sign with anyone. <laughs> it's an old ECW. <laughs> Very good. Tail yeah, yeah. Uh, Jay Wardlow had to follow that. They did the best they could. Yeah, horse type action, but with flips and mm. dives. But not not so many that it would be like actually break out of this only got 10 minutes very short compared to the rest of the card i think there were there were two problems for me here the finish fell a bit flat i don't mm. think anyone expected the the three arm thing and for, particularly for joe particularly for joe and i as i said i get why they did it because it set up the spot they did later on in the main event so i get it from that perspective but also this was in california 
Joe is from California. Mm. So the crowd were a bit sweeter for Joe than they were for Wardlow. So it meant Wardlow winning did not get the big reaction that it maybe it would have done had they done it in, I don't know, any other state in the country. Oh, I don't know, though. I think Wardlow, unfortunately, has significantly cooled off. That's also fair, yeah. Should also say if they do it in any state in America and all the states in Canada as well. Yes. Very, very states. important to mention that Canada has states. Uh, I found this quite predictable based yeah. on the really good promo that Wardlow had cut a couple of weeks ago about his father dying from cancer. But Joe's been so good with the belt. Mm -hmm. And I, I just don't have much faith in AEW booking Wardlow as a champion. Yeah. Because they... they had that for six months mm -hmm. and the only thing he did was well, I'm not going to face Moxley because that's not the real champion and then the, the, the real champion does eventually get crowned and hasn't done anything yeah yeah. Wardlow's world, he's facing powerhouse Hobbs <laughs> on Dynamite and the final match we'll here we about. go, at last here we go, the actual main event of this show the Acclaimed versus The Guns versus Team TNA versus Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. Uh, this match started. <laughs> this match began with Orange Cassidy versus Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> and I wrote my notes here and people thought this was a bad idea. And it only got better from there. It was a heck of a lot of fun. Oh, it was so fun. Mm. So, so fun. Every person in this was amazing. Team TNA are the best thing in AEW. They are the linchpin that is holding this crumbling company together. Because <laughs> they're the perfect <laughs> unit. QT Marshall's there crying on Twitter because, oh, a wrestling journalist didn't like my faction, so I just broke it up. Take some notes, mate. You're a student of the game. Take some <laughs> notes as to why Team TNA are the best thing in this company. Because Team TNA have got the perfect lineup of people. Jeff Jarrett, this crafty old veteran who does his little strut and he's awesome Jay Lethal a great wrestler you've got Sanjay Dutt who is a perfect perfect comedy foil they did Scissor Me Timbers to Sanjay Dutt it's one of the loudest things that happened on the show <laughs> from this crowd because he's a great comedy foil and then you had Satnam Singh in there he's, big, that he's guy. one in a billion and then you can put him in there with Orange Cassidy and Danhausen place goes mad do you know why because every single element of Team TNA <laughs> fires on all the cylinders all raising all of the ships the best music in TNA as well I don't know why they don't have all of the belts um, that Satnam Singh spot was really good. Right, because Satnam Singh is an amazing part of this act. Hey, once again, you all mocked him when he debuted this and the other. Well, the chickens have come home to roost now, aren't they? And they're clucking all throughout the crowd. They've, they've misfired a bit on Wardlow. Maybe Satnam's the, ne the actual next Batista. <laughs> Uh, as long as he's always in there with Dan House and Orange Cassidy. Of course, Luke is somewhat exaggerated, I think. No, no, I've written in my notes here. I've written in my notes here. Uh, they do Scissor Me Timbers to Sanjay, and it's awesome, and the crowd love it because this is the best team. The heels do. This is amazing. So the heels all got in together. So Team TNA and the Ass Boys, and they did a four-way scissor spot that they strutted into. Mm. They did the Jeff Jarrett strut. And I've written here five stars. Yeah. Because this was a five-star match. In fact, all the stars. This should get a higher rating than Danielson MJF. Uh, when Jarrett pushed Aubrey and Aubrey pushed Jarrett back, I was like, that might be the biggest pop <laughs> of an interaction on the whole show. Because... They are, I'm saying from the start, this is your team. When I don't know what Lethal used, but he hit... Um, the Golden Globe. 
the Golden... Oh, it was the Golden Globe. I can't... I haven't written down who they hit either. But off that, I thought Team TNA were going to win. Because that was a great miracle. they're so good. Jeff Jarrett... <laughs> Some moment, Jarrett, because they hit him with the Golden Globe and then hit the stroke. And Jeff Jarrett on his knees goes, Yeah! <laughs> it's brilliant for two reasons. Number one, he's a crafty heel. So, of course, he celebrates before he's won. Number two, really protects his finisher because he, <laughs> gave, he allowed the other person time to kick out of his move. Because three, he's the crafty veteran that knows this game. Can I have four? Yeah. He likes gold. <laughs> he true. likes gold. Um, I, I, so fun, fun happenings yeah, in yeah. the ring. It, I can't wait for this to get two and a half stars in the Observer. The Ass Boys hasn't worked. Yeah. So they came out. The, the the smallest reaction of all of the teams, and I was like, ah, this experiment's not worked, has it? But they did get some good heat in the match. At least when they were there with Team TNA, <laughs> who were you know getting all the heat and stuff, and they got some heat for beating up Daddy Ass. But then they won and all of the air was just sucked yeah. out of the arena and the crowd didn't, they just fell silent for it. And I, they're a weird team in terms of like crowd reactions because their wrestling gets no reaction. But the spots that they do where they, you know, maybe take out daddy ass, get reactions. And then they cut promos and get reactions. They kind of get reactions. But like, promos. yeah, but like when they win, they don't get reactions they don't get heat mm. i find them fascinating it's too soon i think it is like a real fundamental booking error uh, and looking at this match orange cassidy and danhausen provided a lot of like fun spots but story-wise they shouldn't be in here yeah this is a team tna versus acclaimed versus ass boys match and putting danhausen and orange cassidy in even though I, I, they provided a lot of the stuff i enjoyed in this match has made the acclaimed just move down a notch. Yeah, and I, like that's the real tragedy here. I don't care about the ass boys, really. I think they'll be stars eventually. I think they're very good, or at least that you know, I, I would give them a chance. I think putting the titles on them is a mistake. The real tragedy here is that the acclaimed every week just feel not as special as they did a couple of weeks ago. I thought they got a really good reaction on this show. I think that it's very it, like it varies from city to the least important things. What I would say is it varies from city to city, but that never used to be the case. Mm. It used to be whatever city they were in, they were hugely over. But since losing the belts, <clears throat> it has felt a bit more spotty mm. uh, with regards to how over they feel. But yeah, I do agree with you. I think that's been the real detriment to this Aspoys experiment. Uh, Dan Housen got a got to run wild near the end. Thought he had a good match. Dan Housen, he really you did, don't get yeah. to see him wrestle often. Uh, As boys beat him with. I looked. I watched it back. It wasn't a big rig. No, uh, but it's called three ten to humor. Yeah, I've seen some people call it a big rig. Uh, yep, sort of all atmosphere gets sucked out. But as soon as Renee appeared in the ring, and she's like. Let's do a post-match promo. Who are your next challengers? Yeah, like we do after all of the matches. <laughs> Here's We've our got so much time to do this after every match. Yeah. Um, so who, who came down here? That would be... Um, that be... Um, check my notes. It was the... Uh, yeah, let me just, let me just quickly double it check. It was the yeah. best friends. Yeah, yeah, it was FTR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. FTR uh, came back here. Um, you know, uh, Dax Harwood obviously very upset and uh, unhappy backstage mm. being in AEW. Um, yeah, probably going to go back to to WWE. Let me just quickly check some of the comments I got on last week's Dynamite review. 
Um, Luke's naive. Yeah, yeah. Luke's very wrong. Yeah, FTR definitely aren't coming back. Well, no, but here they are, and and very much are. It's almost as if they set up this story in December mm-hmm. that the Ass Boys beat them. It was eight. It was FTR's last AEW match. That loss sent them on a spiral to make them lose the AAA titles and the IWGP ones. Haven't been seen since, so they can come back and win the tag titles off of the Ass Boys. It's almost as if. It's been a story that they've been working on for a little while, and Dax has been working everyone with his podcast. Mm. I don't think that's a good story, though. I never said it was a good story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm not here to defend that it's a good story. I'm just here to defend that I was right. I think it's an actively brand-damaging story. <laughs> it's not a brand-damaging story. I, the amount of people online that were just like, every babyface has got this I hate the company. I was like, name me one other babyface that's got an I hate this company other than Eddie Kingston. Cash, probably. On a podcast. I'm talking about on actual TV. Yeah. Well, I'm happy FTR are back. I th- I'm I assume it'll be a very quick route for them getting the titles now. Yeah, whether they win them on TV or they mm. win them at uh, double or nothing, I guess. But oh, that's they, a they, long time. They look like the, yeah, because it's that's May, late it? May. It's late May, but they're definitely winning the belts. Yeah, uh, they <laughs> watch me say that then, and the Ass Boys <laughs> beat them again. <laughs> they show up in WWE. They're just, <laughs> they're just back to put over the Ass Boys one, one more, more time. time. They'll be back for the Raw after Mania. <laughs> um, Dax somehow busted himself open. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, an exchange of three fists, I think, with yeah, the yeah. Ass Boys. Yeah, yeah. Well, Impressive. you know, it is, maybe it was too soon for the Ass Boys to be put in this position. They also hit the big rig, the Excalibur called it the Shadow Machine, WWE return confirmed. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, we're talking about that Edge thing that when him and Beth did it on the, um, you know, that was definitely a sign I... that FTR aren't sticking around with AEW and they're, they're going, want to talk about that a bit more? Let's watch it play out. <laughs> I... I'm going really hard on this, just on the off chance that I'm right. And it, I mean, it also works if I'm hugely wrong and they just end up back in WWE. People can play this back. Yeah, to yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be fun. Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm happy FTR are back. Let's <laughs> let's hope the tag division rebuilds itself. Well, you know, like. <sighs> I look up and down this tag roster and you've got your losers like the Ass Boys and FTR and the Lucha Bros. Oh, sure, yeah, you can do some cool flips, mm. can you? You're incredibly <laughs> charismatic, are you, and whatnot. Really, we should just be building this whole thing around Team TNA. I don't know why we're not. Bringing Motor City Machine Guns. Yeah, they can play really third fiddle to Team TNA again. Young Bucks aren't tag champs anymore. They can do some nice flips around Team TNA. Their yeah. generation me. Rebrand them. Oh, I see what you're doing They now. should have yeah. a TNA week. Yes. AW Dynamite special. That's how you bring in Nick Aldis. Bring him Doug Williams, British Invasion. Magnus. Yeah, that's exactly it. Well, overall, if this was a, a great, great, great pay-per-view, if for my tastes, I would have... Cut about three matches, making it a three-hour ten show. Uh, so I would have had open on uh, the trios. Then I would have had the women's match. Then I would have had the... Oh, what was that? Then the, the Texas Death match. Then the tag title four-way. Then the main event. Mm-hmm. I think that is an 100% card. But overall, I gave it 98%. Yeah, because you hate AEW. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, the four-hour show is... I thought it was a great length. So like, much better. But yeah. it's particularly because we get four or five shows a year. Like, if this was every month, then I would be... I'd understand the whole, like, oh, it's a bit long. Mm. But this is so much nicer than watching, like, the five and a half hours that that um, All Out was. 
this was a much more simplistic and a much more controlled card. And I actually like that Starks and Jericho was on there. And I, Powerhouse Hobbs and, and Joe, I think I can take or leave. But everything else I thought was, was really, really great. There was an awesome, awesome show. Five out of five for you? Absolutely. Well, let's say thank you to our wonderful Pledge Hammers on Patreon before we get into our remaining Omega chats. The $100 man, C.D. Horver. The Kessel Run, DX Solo. Double L. Liam Leonard. Mad Mac, the Meat Father. Have an argy-bargy-margy-bargy. Ryan, Disco Stewart. Thomas, the prize hooker, Solar Zano. Where there's a will, there's a Will Campbell. He ran Aaron Hamrahan. The Machine Gun, Alex Anderson. The Roller Coaster, Robert Acosta. And finally, for this Hall of Fame class here on the 6th of March, 2023, Chris, the Cypriot Sensation Patru. Thank you very much, all of you. We'll be recording WrestleTalk Extra for you wonderful folks soon. Soon. Currently <laughs> currently leading the poll as well. I had a quick check of this this morning. Is uh, WrestleMania X8. Okay. Which means if that wins, and it's very much likely that it is going to win because it's currently leading by... 40 percent yeah while wrestlemania uh 24 has got 28 percent uh we will have done 17 18 19 20 and 21 in the archives that's nice yeah that's complete uh right yeah so please do over do go over to patreon.com and you can get that exclusively wrestletalk.com forward slash support that's where you can send your remaining omega chats this is last call eddie pat 14 well i was going to mention mjf versus brian but i'm too distracted by how soft luke and ollie's skin looks i can't decide which one looks softer dare i recommend a soft off i'm taking all bets geology presents luke versus ollie pitch black soft off (laughs) not a pitch soft yeah soft pitch soft pitch yeah and and also, I think we need uh, yeah, I think we need more mention of geology in the match and a yes. couple of uh, TMs, <laughs> little registers in there. I like this. That we're we're always thinking of new ways to do branded integrations. Why don't we do this more? You know, Stephanie McMahon keeps saying on investors' calls, we're the best at brand integrations because our fans love it yeah. when we have Pizza Hut battle royals. We could have people come in from the office to touch our face blindfolded. Oh, it's so good. they don't know whose face it is. Yeah. Uh, Matt Mormon, hey guys, first time Ultra Trap, and, but been listening since the t-shirt closet days. That is a long time. I think this was MJF's equivalent to Triple H versus Cactus Jack at Rumble 2000. Already established star, but gets mega evolved and legitimized. That is a great mm. little comparison. Yeah, really good. Uh, and of course, we just did the follow-up pay-per-view to that. We did it on WrestleTalk Extra. Don't tell me. No Way Out. No Way Out 2000. 2000. That's it, the Hell in the Cell match. <laughs> uh, Dr. Hook, Nolan Evans. The Doctor is in. Hi, lads. Also, let's not forget uh, Mark Henry versus Viscera. I'm, I'm going to try and forget that. I had to make a chat just for Luke saying giggity. But in all seriousness, <laughs> I thought the show was great, and I'm not opposed for this being the best Iron Man match ever. It'd be about Wardlow winning, though. Yeah, jam that jam. Me too. Yeah. I hate, I hate being in this position. I know. It's I like Wardlow. But I really, it's like Samoa Joe. He was mm. in my top 50 wrestler list that I did on PFK. Kevin? And yeah, that main event was special. I know Max is a special attraction, but this kind of performance makes me want to see him more in the ring. I'll hot tag. And that is why he is special. Uh, These are from last night's live reactions. Hannah Allen said, really good, amazing, lots of love, boys. Amazing pay-per-view. I love JR wrestling for me. Um, He makes it, uh, I love JR. 
wrestling for me, he makes it hard with his pronoun boy gag. It's a joke. I don't think he fully understands, yet he repeats it often. Go home heat from me. No care from a company that I thought gets it. Pete hate. Love your uh, LGBTQA+. What was the... I didn't hear, I the, didn't hear this hear one. Joke. If um, anyone in the chat can catch us up on that, because I clearly missed that line. Hannah Allen, amazing pay-per-view. Correction, loved it. Just mm. hate the disrespect to anyone that doesn't identify as a man. It's effing stupidity. Gosh, it makes me mad. Every single person deserves our love and care and respect. I just wish better for everyone, not just men. I don't hate men, by the way. I date Sounds one. like you do, Hannah. <laughs> I date one. Just makes me insane that wrestling can't get it right. If anything, women give variety to story. How can you not book that? We work just as hard, which indicates familiar treatment. Fix it, Tony Khan. Lots of love wrestle talk. Well, I don't quite know what bit you're yeah. referencing, but I think I'm hoping at least that the women's storyline stuff right now is is building to some kind of blood and guts thing, which yeah. I think would be a big step for the division. It turns out there was a bit of salty JR. We, was there? <laughs> well, we, we must have missed it. Uh, Kevin said, I got the rules for the final burial completely wrong. I thought that to bury Christian, you had to put a blue dot over his face. <laughs> that's good. Well done, Kevin. Kevin, that's a good that's radio good, bell good, there. Good, Kevin. Great show overall. I thought every match delivered, hoping weekly television will follow in quality. Unfortunately, we've lost a username here. Please do let our moderators know because you've had a very generous chat here and said, haven't watched wrestling since losing my dad last year. Thought AEW negatively changed with their roster. Poor booking. Last night seemed like OG AEW. But we still need to sort that tag division. Once this, uh, Watch this since before Luke joined Keep oh, Up wow. the Great Work. It's a long time. Um, Thank you. I mean, you talk about the tag division there, but... <laughs> Jarrett and Lethal are there. Well, I think they're probably saying they want Motor City Machine Guns, Generation Me, yeah. Shark Boy, Shark, Shark Boy, and Carry Man. Yeah. yeah, British Invasion. You're absolutely right. Um, uh, rock and Rave. No, unfortunately, can't do Rock and Beer Rave. Beer Money. Lance Hoyt's not. Where's Bobby Roode? Yeah. Get him in. And we've got Lance Hoyt on the roster, so we can do the Rock and Rave infection. Just need to find a replacement for for poor old Jimmy. Team Canada. <gasps> now we're talking Eric Young's dead in Impact yeah. so we can bring him in do you know who you should be with Big A1 oh yeah the actual, what's he doing these the days the actual star of <laughs> Team Canada with all his mates in the front row <laughs> they they get signed with him at every dynamite Andrew Adamy said that I was at the pay-per-view and sat next to Denise oh. the event was um sorry <laughs> She was probably talking about like chicken tenders or yeah, something. Listening to Taylor Swift. <laughs> the event was amazing. My brother, who rarely watches wrestling, loved the trios match. My favorite was the death match. <laughs> we need this. Gruce this is gruesome chant in wrestling. And we can start that at the next death match. Jonathan Edmund has been a member for 18 months in a row. So great show last night. Line of the night on commentary. Mox is bleeding. Taz. <laughs> a light breeze makes Mox bleed. <laughs> Very funny. James Branch has been a member for 12 months in a row said, good morning, I had more fun with this match than I thought I would. One thing that got me, though, was Aubrey stopping the guitar shot in a, in a match with no DQ. She was doing that because she doesn't mm. want to see the baby faces win that way. <laughs> it's fine when Jarrett does it. Aubrey's a heel. <laughs> Seaplin, maybe Jericho was right this whole time. Seaplin2144 uh, says, Bless MJF. He said Denise's voice sounded grainy on the media scrum. Between him and Cody, she just can't catch a break. What happened with Cody? Cody said, Oh, you're loud. Because <laughs> <laughs> she had headphones on, so she can hear how loud oh, that's she so was. Funny. And he was like, Oh, you're loud. <laughs> <laughs> but he does it, it, it was, it's affectionate. 
Mayor of Painesville, Dan. Hello, Luke. Hello, Ollie. Hope you're doing well. It's German Dan here. What a weekend. The most anticipated, longest, most star-studded wrestling show is taking place this weekend <sighs> with WXW 16 karat gold. Also, AEW Revolution happens. I'm looking forward to WXW being over. <laughs> so I don't get these chats from Marcel Arts and Mayor of Painesville, Dan, every show. Wait, why can't WWE just shut them down already? <laughs> they, bought them, they bought them years ago. Um... Caleb, formerly known as Mr. Higgles, been a member for 17 months in a row, said, been here since Ramble wow. Club days. Just wish we could have Wrestle Talk made Big Apple takedown. <laughs> I'd now cast Sully as the big bad with Wonder Ollie as Tory. Oh, that's too sexy. Too sexy. Too sexy. Uh, and lastly, for now, John Wick 1GM says, first of all, love you guys too. Tony needs to have Luke on commentary when Team TNA wrestling. <laughs> I could be like the Don Callis when the Elite are wrestling. <laughs> Uh, and unfortunately, the guns are suffering from the Jinder Mahal effect. Yeah, I guess it's it's kind of similar. Are they trying to expand um, out into India with the ass boys? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the uh, Luke on commentary, that's what we need. We need two Sanjay Dutts. You've got Sanjay Dutt and then you've got you. And you're like his Ms. Dow? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the comedy yeah. to Sanjay Dutt's comedy. Uh, we've, I think we've just had another one because I can there see it is. on the screen. It says, uh, if they're doing TNA week, you can't forget Crimson. Uh, they, have to, <laughs> they probably have to build up that 470 day undefeated streak he had. <laughs> what a company. Let's bring TNA back. I, I know it is. I know it still exists. I think that's what Jarrett's trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> This impact stuff's too too logical. It makes too much sense. <laughs> Joe Hendry's in. They're using a Dreamcast as a weapon. Now we need to bring back TNA. Have you seen that? Yeah. That's really funny. Oh, I think there's another one. There is indeed. Hector Rodriguez has gifted one membership sub. Thank you very much. That's very kind. Uh, well, we're going to finish up here now. We've got an hour 35 minutes. Please go support the channel and your face's softness by checking out Geology. We've got the QR code on the WrestleMania sign position over there, which you can scan to get the offer or a link in the video description below. What is that offer again? That, re that, that offer is Wrestle 17. You get 70% off oh. plus 50% off any item that you also put in there. It's a big exclusive <laughs> offer. That's big. Um, so thank you very much. Remember, subscribe, go over and check out our review and news videos on the main WrestleTalk channel. Survival series went up on Friday, so go watch that as well on Parts for Gnome. Next episode of Worst Match Ever will be this Wednesday, because we're doing the review mm -hmm. today, so it'll be, on now on, it'll, be, it'll be out on Wednesday, and it is us watching and reacting to Jenna versus Charmel. Speaking of TNA. Oh, it's Ugh. the proper glory days. Jam that jam. Jam that jam, everyone. Jam. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.